1: to the virus
3: coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500
1: we have to prepare for the worst always because if you don't and the worst happens war room pandemic here's your host Stephen k Bannon.
4: okay uh thursday uh, 27 october in the year of alert 2022 uh, you're in the war room 12 days away from the most important midterm election in uh living memory, let's say that, Um, and we've got a lot of uh, developments this morning, a lot overnight, uh, and a lot to come. It's going to be nonstop here in the War Room uh, for the four hours a day we live broadcast. Also, um, we're going to be doing live streams nonstop. There's a live stream, I think at noon, I'll confirm this, at noon right after the show, General Bolduc is going to be in a debate in uh, New Hampshire, and of course, Grace Moe, and I think Jane will, will be live streaming that. We did Sarah Palin last night. All the way, I think past midnight, Massive. I think it was 3,500 people It's 3,500 people as of now. Uh, it was really incredible and huge engagement for everybody. When everybody, everybody engaged. Um, th- so the, the big economic news, we're, we're cutting the White House. Ron Klain, uh, we're cutting a clip right now. He's out beating his chest. They've solved the economy. you got to understand the last 12 days here, because it's 12 days ago, or 11 in a wake-up. Um, they're going to position, oh, they've solved the problem, GDP's back, not going to be a recession, they're the guys in charge. And these radicals, all they want to do is debt ceiling, uh, cut Social Security, cut Medicare. They don't know what they're doing. This is what it's going to be nonstop. So um, I want to bring in Steve Cortez. Steve, uh, do we have the clip? No. Okay, fine. Just let me give me a thumbs up we got the clip. i got to show Ron Klain out there beating his uh, his chest. On this, Steve, it was in line with uh, expectations 2.4. Right. It came into 2.6. It's a print that shows GDP's up. I think, first off, why is GDP up? Uh, what does it mean? And is the stock market and more importantly, the bond market? Are they buying this? Or are they still say, Hey, the economy's in atrocious shape and it's only going to get worse, right. sir?
3: No, the reality is the bond market is calling B.S. The bond market is saying no bueno, despite a reasonably good headline number. And let me just first say, though, before I get to the economics of it, you know, because I'm now a political messenger. If I were on the left, yeah, of course you would go out and try to tout this number. Why? Because there has been a seemingly unrelenting stream of incredibly bearish, incredibly dismal economic numbers. So the second that you get an economic number that you think you can hang your hat on, of course they're going to put it up like it's a billboard, okay? But let's talk actual economic reality. And the reality is, first of all, if we put this number in context, we just came from two negative quarters of contracting growth. Now we get a slightly positive quarter. Let's keep that in context. How did we get this positive quarter? Well, I think there are two aspects of it that are very troubling, in fact, when we look forward, even though it's a decent number. The first is it was very much juiced by government spending. And we know that government spending at current interest rates, because we are borrowing to spend, we don't have the money because we're borrowing to spend. And because of what Joe Biden has done to inflation and what that has done to interest rates, we cannot continue that level of government spending. So this kind of performance in the third quarter is not repeatable going forward. That's the reality. And then the second aspect of this, Steve, and this is maybe even more dismal, really, when you look under the hood. Is that this in many ways I think was the last gasp of the consumer. What I mean by that is consumers have been coping with Biden's inflation in the only way a lot of them could, especially middle and lower income folks, and that is by borrowing, by surging credit card balances. But again, we know that's not sustainable. That's a dangerous game to play even in the best of times. But when you play that game in an era of rising interest rates, uh, we know that that quickly can turn into a disaster. And let, let me show some charts, by the way, but so not just you know, hey, Steve hey, before a- before, oh.
4: before 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 you show the charts. Let's show I want to show Ron Klain. They're out today okay. because people have to understand this is now engaged, it's 12 days out. Every number is against them. The polling's against them. You've got last night. One of the tells here is I think some source backed organization or some Nancy Pelosi came and bought 10 million dollars of TV ads in New York City. They're that afraid of losing uh, the governorship to Zeldin uh, and losing a bunch of these house seats in Long Island and around the New York City area. So we got out. Do I have Klein up? Yes. Okay, fine. Let's play. I want to play Ron Klein out to smart People got to see this. Let's see it and then we'll walk you through what reality is.
0: White House chief of staff, Ron Klain. Um, So the economy grew. That's good. But if you could, Ron, uh, give us in the most basic terms what the democratic message on the economy is, what you hope voters will take in in these final days before the midterms.
1: Well, look, uh, first of all, thanks for having me, Mika. And and look, what you're going to hear the president say today uh, is uh, three big things about the economy. First, Uh, The economy, we are making progress on the economy. It's not just the GDP numbers you mentioned, the economy did grow. Inside that is a measure of price. It came down dramatically. We're seeing some easing on inflation. Inside that also is a measure about real incomes after inflation. That was negative last quarter, uh, two quarters ago. It's positive in this new report. So incomes up, prices down, economic growth. And the thing that's most visible to people is what they're seeing with gas prices. You know, just two weeks ago, the most common pump price in America was 379. It's now down to 339. So our first message is we're seeing some improvements. Secondly, we know there's more work to do. Inflation remains the number one economic challenge. The president's put measures in place to start to address that, to improve our progress on inflation, like the Inflation Reduction Act, which takes effect January 1st. We're just a few weeks away from that relief. Like the actions he took yesterday on junk fees to bring down everyday costs, we know that's hurting people. We know it's squeezing
4: people,
1: and we're, okay, we're addressing okay, that. Okay, the third-
4: okay, he, they're, they're they're taking uh, – and, and as they should, look, in political messaging, they're out beating their chest right now. Um, right. Cortez, by the way, we've got John Fredericks in New Hampshire. We have Richard on headline, massive headline in Politico uh, in Florida. It's over, a massive landslide coming in Florida. The Democrats are pulling out of Florida, and now they're pointing the fingers at each other. How they lose the state of Florida has now become – uh, the free state of Florida and MAGA central. There's so much going on today about where money's being pulled out, where money's being put in. Uh, these tight races, and they're going to use this. So, make so like the audience understand. They're going to take this 2.6 uh, as GDP growth, and and th- you're going to get bludgeoned with this. And the Republicans are all debt ceiling. They're all about cutting. They're all about destroying the economy. They've never done anything for the economy. That's going to be the messaging going forward. The bond market is is really, as we've said, is the most important thing. They're not right. giving a thumbs up to this. But before you get to that, answer Claim Klein is sitting there. He's saying, sure. hey, we got inflation under control. We got growth. We're the guys. Biden's right. and Biden's going to address the nation. He's going to totter out here in an hour or so and and, and and take a victory lap. Steve Cortez.
3: Yeah, let me allow me to fact check Ron Klain there. A lot of fallacies packed into a relatively short interview there. First of all, the idea of inflation being under control. The most recent CPI report, the consumer price index, showed us that core inflation just hit a new 40-year high, okay? That is the reality. Regarding wages, and real wages are what matter, meaning wages adjusted for inflation, because you may be getting a pay increase, and I certainly hope you are, but if it's not enough to keep up with the with the rising price of all the goods and services you need to buy in your life, then you are actually getting poorer every single month. Real wages have now declined for 18 straight months, Ron Klain, that has never happened before in American history. Let me tell you something else that hasn't happened before in American history is the first three quarters of this year, the stock market went down and the bond market went down. That has never happened, literally unprecedented in all of American history. Regarding gasoline, I want to fact check him on this as well, uh, because they love to talk about the fact that gasoline is coming down. Yes, it is coming down from the stratospheric highs that we reached during the summertime. However, Let's look at where it is relative to where they began. The handoff from Donald Trump to Joe Biden was an economy that was recovering with gusto and with contained low inflation, including low gasoline prices. The national average when they took over was $2.35 a gallon. Ron Klain is trying to beat his chest right now about it being 339 on a national average. That is up 44%, Ron Klain. It has increased 44% on your watch. The fact that it's not as terrible as it was a few months ago doesn't mean that it's not terrible right now. OK, so let's talk economic reality. And I think it's important, Steve. Let's look at some charts here to put all of this in context. And chart number one is, a, is CarMax. Everybody out there knows the car retailer CarMax. Look at that chart. That goes back one year on CarMax. That company has lost almost two thirds of its value. And lest you think that perhaps maybe there's company-specific problems at CarMax, no, it's much broader in the auto market, particularly regarding used auto sales. Here's a quote from the Wall Street Journal about CarMax's woes. Higher prices, climbing interest rates, and low consumer confidence all led to a market-wide decline in auto sales. That is from the Wall Street Journal article about CarMax. So that's, that's the consumer side of things, and that's the stock market. Now, let's move on to the bond market and what the bond market has to say about this GDP report, which is, frankly, not much, basically a shoulder shrug saying it doesn't matter very much. If we go to chart number two, I want to point out here, that this is actually a New York Times headline. A New York Times headline, another closely watched recession alarm is ringing. Okay, if the New York Times is willing to admit this, then you know it's significant. Now, what is that alarm? Well, it is the inverted yield curve. We've talked about it a lot on this show. I believe the yield curve has already been inverted for many months, but it matters which part of the curve you you choose to analyze. Most bond market traders watch twos versus 10, two-year treasuries versus 10-year treasuries. And so on that basis, the yield curve has already been inverted for many months. But the Federal Reserve Bank prefers to watch three-month money, very, very short-dated money, three-month bonds versus 10-year bonds. And on that basis, if we go to chart number three, three three-month versus 10-year has just inverted, meaning it's gone below zero. That horizontal line you see on that chart, that's a chart from the Federal Reserve, uh, that horizontal line is zero. It has now gone below zero. And as even the New York Times is willing to concede, this is a major recessionary alarm bell. And just to quickly explain, what does an inverted yield curve mean? It means, think of it when you go to the bank, if you buy a certificate of deposit, the longer you give the bank your money, the higher the interest rate they will give you. That's a normal yield curve. Uh, when it is inverted, the bank would actually give you more money for a short-term certificate of deposit. Uh, that's the reality right now in the bond market. It is upside down. It's not the way the bond market is supposed to operate. The bond market gets into inversion when bond traders are convinced that there's out-of-control inflation combined. With a dismal economic outlook going forward. So the bond market's opinion is way more important than Ron Klain's. It's more important than Steve Cortez. And the bond market is telling us recession.
4: The, uh, the message you're going to hear, but this is the, we're taking number two pencil out and write down soft landing. That's what they're going to be. That's their mantra over the weekend that Biden has now managed this. You see the GDP growth that was forecast is going to be a soft landing. Meta doesn't agree with that. Uh, Google yeah. and YouTube don't agree with that. Uh the three trillion dollars wiped off of big tech, the market caps. I'm sure your 401ks right now uh don't show that. And here's how they're gonna position it. It's the know-nothing uh fascist Republicans who just want to come in with the debt ceiling, uh cut spending, cut social security and Medicare. That's what their mantra is gonna be versus Biden and the economic magicians who who have kind of come through this mini recession now they have growth they're going to have a soft landing and if the Fed doesn't choke it down it's sunlit uplands ahead i mean cortez that's the two that's that's how they're going to argue this in the next sure. 12 days correct
3: no correct and listen that's how they're going to spin it and once again when you have an absolute torrent of horrendous economic news the second you get a number that is okay, of course, you're going to absolutely tout it to the nines. And so, yes, you're exactly correct. That's what we're going to hear from them. But here's the thing, you know, and I've said this before, and I think it's an important reality. You can spin people about certain things. For example, in the early days of the war in Ukraine, I think the corporate media did a decent job of spinning that situation as if it was sort of this this pure showdown of pure evil against pure good over in, uh, in the Black Sea. You can spin people about certain things. You cannot spin people about their economic reality. Because they know their own bank account. They know the fact that when they go to the gas station and put that credit card in the pump, they are cringing. Yeah. They're cringing because of the price yeah. they're going to pay. And they're wondering if the credit card is going to go through. And, okay. We yeah. know that and, and, one out of six American households is behind on their rent yeah. right now. One out of five minority households. And, and That's the-
4: And, they see the, and they're worried the about- And and they see the layoffs coming. All the yes. staff people see the layoffs coming. People see they're going to cut back to the bare bones. They see that coming. They they see it all coming. Okay. Short commercial break. Cortez is with us for the hour. We've got a lot more economics to go through. We've got John Fredericks on the bus in New Hampshire. He's heading to a surprise location. We're gonna talk about that. We've got uh, Richard Barris later about polling. We're gonna talk about, uh, they're trying to spin the Cyborg Fetterman's uh, performance, humiliating the performance the other day. Trying to spin that. We got a lot going on. Arizona, Florida, Pennsylvania, New York, all of it. You're here in Action Center. The place where you use your human agency. Man the ramparts 12 days away from midterms. Next in the world. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, Okay. mypella.com promo code war room. You can't go into Walmart today. You can't go to a big box, a big box. You can't go to bed, bath and beyond. I got that right. Didn't I bed, bath and beyond? Uh, you can't, you can't go to a shopping channel. You can't go anywhere and get a Pillow product. Why? Because Mike Lindell from day one has been hammering on voter integrity, right? And to make sure these elections are sorted out. And guess what? I don't know, 52 to 55% of the American people believe us, okay, believe that this happened. They understand. They support Mike Lindell. So make sure you go to myPilla.com promo code or room and check it out today. Got the sheet set and so much else. There, go check it out on our, um, what we call our square. Go check it out on the square. Okay, I got uh, 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 Cortez. We got a lot more economic news. We also have a thing that they're melting down about Hispanic outreach, minority outreach by the RNC. We're going to get into that with Cortez. Uh, the poll numbers are, are turning hard. John Frederick, you tell us where you are in New Hampshire. And the people in New Hampshire are they feeling the Biden economic turnaround that the, that the White House is touting this morning? Or where do folks, where do Granite Staters stand, sir?
2: They're afraid of the coming winter and they're not going to be able to heat themselves and they have to choose between heating and eating. That's how they feel. This I've never seen anything like I'm seeing right now, Steve, in New England. Today, bus tour day number 10. We're in Londonderry, Connecticut, at the Poor Boys Diner on Rockingham Road. That's, that's, we got a massive turnout here. That's London. Hold, hold here. Hold, hold, that's Londonderry,
4: London, 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 New Hampshire, correct? Not Connecticut.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry, London. You know what? I've screwed I finally this thing teach up. You, I, finally
4: teach, I finally teach you how to pronounce New Hampshire. No, I, finally teach, I finally teach you how to pronounce the name of the town, and you get the wrong state. Okay, we're going to start over again. I get we the got state wrong. Fredericks Frederick said, Poor Boys Diner. Man, you take me out Londonderry, New Hampshire.
2: New <laughs> Keep going, brother. Keep I love Londonderry. <laughs> I love Londonderry, New Hampshire. So, look, when I showed up at uh, the Balding event last night, everybody came up to me and said, dude, we love you, but you got to say our town right. Londonderry, New Hampshire. That's where we are at Poor Boys Diner on Rockingham Road. But I tell you what, Don Baldick had another event last night in Londonderry, New Hampshire. 300 people there. They had to shut it down with the fire code on fire. People cheering. Baldick is, is just surging. And you can see it in a step. You can see it in the people, the enthusiasm. And here's what I'm seeing, right? People are telling me, GOP people are telling me, We've never seen these people before. They're not the normal people that come out to these events. They're all new. He's surging. We're going to run the table in New Hampshire. Carolina is going to win. Bobby Burns is going to win in, the, in, in uh, New Hampshire uh, too. We're going to run the table here. But Steve, I got to tell you what, this is the people's bus. So many people are excited. We're going back to Vermont uh, this wow. afternoon. Why are we doing Scoop. that? I tell you why wow. we're doing that. Somebody told me the Associated Press is turning up, turning out for an event for Gerald Malloy in Vermont on uh, on on uh, on Friday in um, St. Albans. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, if the Associated Press is sending somebody yep. to a Malloy yep. event in St. Albans, yep. it's I'm right. Something's going on there. So we're going to get there and help him out. Then yep. after that, we're going to Pennsylvania. Certainly we'll be at the big rally Saturday. And now... The majority of our events in Pennsylvania are going to be for Doug Mastriano, Doug for gov.com. has hey. got this. He doesn't need the help. He's going to win easy. We got to, he- we got to get our voters out for Doug. If we do that in a big way, it's just like Yunkin. We get 90, 95% turnout in the Trump areas in Pennsylvania. Doug Mastriano can <laughs> win this race. We're going to be I right know. there with him, Steve. Okay.
4: okay um, the, um, Talk about odds before I let you go. By the way, New Hampshire, we're going to be all over New Hampshire. We're going to be all over New York. we got a lot of stuff we're doing, particularly upstate New York. Every member of the posse that can hear my voice or see us in upstate New York, we need a massive MAGA turnout. If MAGA turns out in upstate New York, okay, um, Zeldin's going to be the governor. And we're going to pick up 10 house seats. This has to happen. This is all about MAGA. Lee Zeldin doing his job in Manhattan. He's doing his job in greater New York City. He's doing his job in Long Island. That's where he's focused, hammering, hammering, hammering. Elise Stefanik, uh, Alex deGrasse, the rest, they're all focused in upstate New York. It's MAGA. This is, and MAGA turns out in these states, in New Hampshire, in Vermont, you're going to have some victories here. Talk to me very quickly about Oz. The Fetterman situation is in free fall. They're trying to prop it up. It's in total free fall. Uh, we hear there's a huge story in Politico Day. They're all nervous about it. They 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 held it back. And last night on CNN, they had the doctor, the brain surgeon, on there saying, "Hey, this guy is much more serious than anybody knew. He lied to people. They won't show the medical records." Oz is being a very Oz is being a classy gentleman about this. Why is he not pressing the bet on Fetterman?
2: Because he's surging in the polls. He spent an enormous amount of time in uh, the Philadelphia and Allegheny suburbs of uh, Pittsburgh and Bucks County. He's gonna get over 42% of the vote, both outside of Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. You know and I know, Steve, covering Pennsylvania, 42%. Magic number, he's at 45 now. His campaign is surging. He's a doctor. He wants to do the right thing. Uh, The next set of polls you see, odds is gonna be up by by, uh, three. People are coming to him. Look, this was a strategy from the beginning. Oswald's going to take it right to the Dems in their home area. He's doing that. That's why you're going to see him up. He doesn't need to attend. Look, let the the media do it is kind of his thing. If you saw the debate, unfortunately, John Fetterman has some serious issues that he needs to take care of. He needs to go home, go to his doctors and take care of it because he can't articulate a sentence. He can't put three and two to him doesn't equal five. He can't even read it. and and no no what was he's a pathetic, cyborg he's got, said, he's got to have a oh comu- the
4: reason why he's got to have a he's got to have a computer to, let's play this i want to play the clip uh, john and then i want you to respond to it let's play the clip cna uh,
3: he had to know that he would uh get the kind of uh reception that that he got from that um and you know, being the son of a man who had atrial fibrillation and had a stroke i know how much work it takes to to recover and I admire Mr. Fetterman's uh, determination to do that, but he's obviously had a, a pretty significant neurological. Disease.
4: Okay, you did get it. You know, I was giving stink eye to my great producer here, who just gave me stink eye back in a shake of the head. By the way, you got it. <laughs> uh, okay, serious neurological damage, uh, and they and they're hiding the medical reports. This is for us to. Fetterman's got to come out with the medical reports. It's not Oz's responsibility. Oz is surging. MAGA needs a turnout for Oz. You're not getting engaged. You're not getting married. You're not sending a valentine. This is a tactical and strategic move. If MAGA comes out for Oz right now, full bore, Oz is going to be the senator. And Oz is going to help Mastriano get across the finish line. John Fredericks, just to reiterate, you're going to Vermont to help Malloy. He's surging. You're then going to pivot, go back to Pennsylvania and spend the week with, uh, basically with Doug Mastriano and his campaign, Correct.
2: Yes. It's all about Mastriano now. And, and the irony of this whole thing, Steve, is that as much as everybody banged on me about Dr. Oz, et cetera, I get it, right? I took it like a man. Oz is going to be the reason that Mastriano wins. He's going to pull him over the top. That's, just, that's the amazing thing about this race. Now we game yep. this out from the beginning. Dr. Oz yep. is going to be extraordinary senator, but it's all about Doug now, Doug for governor. Let me just tell you one other thing about the debate today between I, I can't even say this with a straight face. The debate between Don Boldick today and Maggie Hassan, it's an NPR debate. They only allowed 45 tickets. Well, guess who bought them all? Of course, right? Maggie Hassan. So she's got the entire audience. boldick has got nobody there except this campaign manager. But guess what? Mandatory masks. So in order to get into the debate, you have to have a mask on. I thought Biden said the pandemic was over. So- it's going to have this debate and they've got mandatory masks on i's maggie going to show up with a mask and take it off i mean he's it is these up. people are so he, desperate he's got they're to, so ridiculous redesc- no. i mean it's going to bring camera, it up by the they've way all if they, got do a, masks if they do a, like, a, it's ca- mandatory
4: if they do a camera sweep it's a boldock again by the way we're going to be covering this grace and mo and jane are going to be doing the live stream we did sarah Palin mm-hmm. last night at like midnight uh we're doing it at 12 noon today make <laughs> sure everybody when you leave the show go right to our getter uh, right to the getter feed. It'll be up. John Fredericks, uh, how do people track the
2: bus, sir? Steve, you can't make you can't make this stuff up, man. They're all gonna be masked up. I thought the pandemic was over. It's not, according to Maggie Hassett. Just go to Magabusstore.com. You can follow us there. Every day we get up updates. It's all about Doug now. DougForgov.com. We get Doug Mastriano as governor. It's going to be a gr- great night, and you can win. He's within striking distance. We got to get our vote out. But go to MagabusStore.com. You can help us out there. Donate if you like. Good thing about us, you know exactly where we are. Tune us in at 6 a.m. every day, and uh, t- tomorrow uh, through I think right right through the eighth. Go to magabustour.com and come on and join us and sign the bus. It's fun. We're having such a good time here, We're getting all the deplorables together. People are fired yep. up. We have a tailgate party wherever we go. It is so much fun. Steve, do you smell what I smell, Steve? It's called winning. I think, I think it's called winning. Yeah, I and in the it, famous words of Stephen it, K. Bannon: "There's no substitute for victory." Steve, no substitute. I, you know, it smells like napalm you. in the
4: morning. I got it. That down, smells Steve. like victory. Napalm. <laughs> you got it. Okay, brother. Thank you very much. Cortez before we go to break we're going to come back we got a lot more of you in the in the next uh, half hour give us your assessment New Hampshire Pennsylvania where are we
3: Listen, uh, you, you've talked a lot about broadening the political battlefield, right, that we can compete everywhere. I believe Don Boldick is absolutely going to win. Uh, I've been on the record saying I think we're going to have four flips, and that is one of them, probably the one that the conventional wisdom is least uh, uh, persistent about, but it's going to happen. Don Boldick is, is a champion who's going to win in New Hampshire. Here's the reality, too, and, and uh, John Fredericks brought up a very important point. In states where there are a couple of candidates running in major races, for the governor and Senate, for example, and one of the candidates is doing better i believe there is going to be a coattail effect and that stronger candidate is going to help the candidate who is now tied that's going to happen
4: cook report just turns blake masters a race in arizona to a toss-up this brother was 15 down that's the Kerry lake effect okay and you're seeing oz in uh and fighting the good fight remember we weren't oz guys but he's fighting the good fight in the commonwealth of pennsylvania strap in It's nothing but outright warfare from now until uh, the 8th, next in the world. Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner.
1: Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house.
4: Oh no, I have title insurance. It's in my
1: name or he would have to get some special document. They would call me, you know, nobody's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name.
4: Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code RADIO. Then register your address for your no-obligation home title report, a $100 value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com promo code RADIO
0: more than ever. It's all part of a multi-million dollar strategy by the RNC to shift the margins among non-white voters just enough. Why did you all decide as a party to invest in these brick and mortar sites instead of, for example, putting that money in, in ads, social media, television, radio?
1: Because we have done that and we're not refraining from doing what we used to do. We're doing just something additional.
0: It's a plan, the RNC says, is working. While Democrats still have an advantage among Hispanic voters, recent polls found a 14 percentage point swing towards Republicans since the 2020 election with a similar shift to the right among black voters. I'm Kerry Lake, as governor, I will issue a declaration of invasion. This while Republican candidates across the country focus on the border and immigration as central campaign issues. You know, we've seen dozens of ads and and interviews from Republican candidates calling Southern border crossers, for example, uh, an invasion. So are these centers enough to counter that type of rhetoric?
1: Okay, that rhetoric is uh, wrong. We're not against immigration. It's not that we hate the people that is in the other side of the border. It's that we love the people that is in this side of the border and we have to protect them.
0: One of the fascinating things about these centers is how inconspicuous they are. Here at the shopping mall, there's a beauty salon, there's a dentist's office, there's an urgent care clinic. And it's that low profile that has some progressive strategists concerned.
1: Does it make me feel good that they're doing it? No. Is it going to be super effective? I hope not. But it's still worrisome for Democrats to see Republicans showing up in neighborhoods that used to be safely ours.
0: A strategy Martinez says he hopes will continue through Election Day. Is it working? Have you seen more people come through the doors? Fewer people come to the events? I have seen more people come through and everything. They they want to see change. All right. So we do want to make clear that those polling shifts to the right cannot be directly attributed to any one thing. But Republicans do believe that these centers are a key element. We also reached out to the Democratic National Committee, who acknowledged that they have not chosen to invest in these particular kinds of community centers. But instead, they pointed to a seven figure investment in Spanish language ads in key states and similar level of spending on messaging towards black voters Um, in print.
4: Yeah, that's that's Soros. That's Soros trying to dump money into the uh, Spanish language uh, radio. Uh, Barris and Cortez were the first two to, to talk about this. Cortez has really made this part of his life's work. Uh, you're seeing there, the, 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 the it's coming as a big shock to the right. MSNBC crowd and <laughs> CNN. This is like a shock. And they go, you know, you got Cortez and Bannon, all they do is talk about border security and invasion and cutting off. and And, and why is this not turning people off, right? They go right back right. to that old trope. Steve Cortez, walk us through the second eye. It's inflation, immigration, and injections. Walk us through the second eye, sir. Yeah,
3: so immigration, listen, here's the reality. It it shocks corporate media because they're lost in their bubble of New York newsrooms and the Acela corridor, and they don't realize what is actually happening in what they consider flyover country in America. That Hispanics, bad hombres, and proud Latinas believe in law and order everywhere, including at the border. Customs and Border Patrol, by the way, is the most Hispanic, by far, the most Hispanic agency of the entire federal government. A lot of brave bad hombres are doing the tough, hard work of trying to guard the United States front door, while Joe Biden flings it wide open and literally incentivizes the world to trespass, a tsunami of trespassers, to come into our country. And when they do come into our country, they are primarily inflicting harm upon whom? upon Hispanic Americans, okay? Because the dangerous people who come over the border, and most of them are not dangerous, but some of them are, and the dangerous people who come over the border when they commit crimes, illegal migrants in this country against American citizens, overwhelmingly the victims of those crimes are Hispanics. And even those who come over with good intent are are always competing in the labor market against American citizens, depressing wages for working class people, many of whom happen to be black and brown Americans. And this is one of the reasons why I'm so optimistic about our movement, Steve. And one of the reasons why I believe that this movement is in the very, very early innings is because we are seeing a massive historic secular shift in Hispanics to the political right. First of all, they have been orphaned by the Democratic Party, which is far too radical uh, to host Hispanics any longer. But secondly, on the positive side, Hispanics are rallying to the America first vision, the combination of cultural conservatism combined with economic populist nationalism. And this isn't just my opinion. This is what we see in voting. It's what we see in polls. And I think we're going to see it on steroids on November 8th.
4: To show you how craven, <laughs> I know it's not its not a big shock to this audience, show you how craven um, the corporate media is. Carrie Lakes, ma- married to a Hispanic guy, her children are you know, Hispanic and, and American, right? She's married to an Hispanic guy, and yet they got her as like the the great demon because she's gonna declare an invasion. And she backed down the NFL. NFL says, well if you call an invasion that's racist, we're gonna pull the thing. She says, hey, I don't report to the NFL. NFL wants to come see me after I declare an invasion, come and see me. Doors open, but don't think you're gonna get any special deals. That's what Carrie Lake is up eleven points. Remember, she speaks perfect uh Hispanic language, right? She does amazing spots with these stars from Mexico. They're incredible. Katie Hobbs can't even get through it. I mean, Carrie Lake is going to win a big portion of the Hispanic vote because people want law and order out there. That's why Carrie Lake on this poll yesterday is up 11 points. This is one of the reasons her draft, her updraft is taking, it's got Blake Masters running a great campaign, but now they got Blake Masters. When Cook Report puts it as a toss up. Baby, that's not a good day for the Democrats. Kelly has spent, I think, forty million dollars on top of Blake Master. It's just been incredible. Let's bring in Barris. Barris, where do we stand this morning? Walk us through. You got USA Today. You got all these people in meltdown right now. They're going to try to spin this uh, GDP number to try to save them. Uh, But where are we right now, as far as you see things?
5: Yeah, people, Steve. uh, The the number in the survey, the the Suffolk. USA Today poll is interesting because, you know, they, they can say what they want when there's two consecutive quarters of GDP, which is a textbook definition of a recession. They can say what they want, but the American voters were telling us they knew that we were in a recession. They knew it before uh, the BEA actually even reported that second quarter of negative growth. So it really didn't. Matter almost what the media said. And also because inflation is so bad, I'm not sure that, you know, a resounding uh, bounce back, which is not. This is not. Let's be clear. It is not. We've lost so much that we need to gain in GDP to recover, uh, to truly recover and grow. But people are not going to feel it for a while because they are being hurt so badly with inflation. And that's what this poll showed. It showed that abortion was up there. You know, It was the second issue, nearly tied with number three. But it didn't matter because inflation was so dominant. Out of the 16% that were undecided, uh, look at what they say. They leave it for almost the end of the article. But they said, look. All of these undecided voters, they broke overwhelmingly to the Republican Party. So uh, out of the remaining decided, there's almost no reason to think that Democrats would win the lion's share of them. Uh, people are still out of that group. They're still unhappy, Steve. They're negative.
4: Hang, 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 hang over a second. This is the bar- – we call that a buried lead when they stick it down at the bottom, which is buried. the point of the story. It's it's breaking. You've seen across the board this is all breaking uh, the republicans way it's all breaking maga it's all breaking gop it's all breaking trump movement with the undec- if there's really any undecideds right and it's because of the economy and crime inflation and crime and i think the under the undertone or the one that's not being picked up cuz they're not asking it is the vaccine the injections and you see this the fact of they're not taking any Fauci ads out there's zero ads throughout the country of democrats touting What they've done on the vaccine, what they've done with the lockdown, zero, not one, total crickets, which you also don't see. Another thing they're not seeing anymore, they talk a lot about democracy, but they're starting to pull all the insurrection ads because they understand it just upsets people. They go, well, why are you not focused on the economy? Why are you not focused on inflation? Um, Talk to me. You're back in the field. Talk about the states you've done. You're back in the field again. What's your sense of things from what you did right after labor you made a really smart decision not going to do a lot of summertime polling because nobody's around particularly republicans you're going to wait till after labor day you did these initial ones you're back in the field now give us your yep. sense of where things are moving
5: yeah I, it, there's i don't think there's anyone who could look at this map and look at what uh you know I mean, of course we're going to have these outliers steve like you know, Politico and Morning Consult, uh, Gov and The Economist. These are two of the worst polls in but, the last but, three election but, but hold, cycles. But hold so, it,
4: but hold it, hold it. Let, yeah. Hang on, hang on. I got to address Gov and The Economist because the great Alex de lit them up last night. Out of nowhere, they come out last night with a five-point swing, a five-point swing in the generic ballot to the Democrats. But then you look at what the what they actually polled. It was just Americans who weren't even registered voters. Walk me through that yep. Ugov, because here's a smart thing. The media has not pushed that a lot. It was so outrageous. But you would expect more from the economists. Walk me through the UGov economists. Everybody should understand this is the outlier. Last night they reported a massive swing to Democrats on the generic ballot. Walk me through why that's a what we call in the Navy a gun deck.
5: Yeah. And at this point, I don't expect anything less from The Economist because it's not the magazine that we used to read many, many years ago. Uh, Those of us who love The Economist, uh, they've gone off the deep end over the last three election cycles. They're repeatedly on the list of the top uh, 10 worst pollsters of that year. Uh, Their projections are awful and, you know, that they use their own polling data to source them. Why is that happening? That is a consumer panel. Even if you ask people, Steve, are you registered to vote? Are you likely to vote? How do you know? It's not a voter file verified panel. Some of them are. It is a consumer panel. YouGov incentivizes people to take it by building up points so they can earn a couple of bucks every time they complete a survey. You know, to go toward a Kohl's gift card so a girl who goes to college can, you know, and is on a tight budget can can afford a, like a new T-shirt or bra or something. It's ridiculous. There is no way to know whether or not those people are actually going to vote. And that's all it has ever been. And now they're pulling these little schemes, these little games. They're not the only ones. Uh These registered voter polls morning consult did the same thing. You know, we're we're two weeks out from an election. And they're still doing registered voter polls. 80% of a pollster's job is to determine who is going to vote, not just how people are going to vote, but who is going to vote. So, I mean, I can't, I I can't stress it enough. They will be outliers. And what we are uh, seeing in the field in these states right now is clear as day. And the generic ballot, uh, we had Republicans up by five on it. Uh, You know, Monmouth has them up by six. This one now today is plus yep. four, as was the New York Times. And we're seeing it uh, bear out in the States. I purposely was dragging my feet in Pennsylvania because I wanted to wait for that debate. And I'm someone who says debates often are overstated as far as their impact. But once in a while, you can get a really monumental moment. Then I think we saw that with Fetterman. Wait until people see uh, the, you know, we ask people, who do you think won it? First of all, almost 60% of voters in the state of Pennsylvania say they have at least seen uh, most of that debate at this point. And Oz is probably going to have seventy percent, almost, of people say wow. that he, they believe he wow. won, and there is very clear movement, uh, For, you know, toward toward Oz in that race. Uh, he, br- he's br- he's picked it up.
4: Br- breaking news here: Uh, Brastmasen puts out the poll in Georgia. Uh, Brian yes. Kemp up by ten. Uh, Stacey yep. Abrams at 41. It's the end of the Stacey Abrams phenomenon. Herschel Walker up three. She's done. But here to me is the most important thing. Independence. This is what we're talking about the breaking the last two or three weeks, the inflection point. Independence for Sen- Senator Walker up 14 among independents. Independence, uh, independence yes. for Governor Kemp up 17. Up 17 and up 14. Uh, Brian Kemp, and this is one of the r- things Brian Kemp leading the way with, uh, you know, as we said, these, some of these governors, some of the senators is frickin' fracking. He's up by 10. He's certainly obviously helping Herschel Walker. Your sense of Georgia, you've been all over that state. Your sense of, your sense of Georgia.
5: It, it actually is amazing how close Rasmussen's numbers are, uh, are to our last poll in, in Georgia before all of the Daily Beast articles hit Walker. And I had strongly suspected that as we got closer to the election, none of that would matter. None of it would matter. And if he, if he even gets Warnock to a runoff, it's over. Because in the history of Georgia, we know what happens in runoffs for, for Senate incumbents. They don't make it. Right? And it's December 5th. It's not January 5th december 5th is a much better time to hold a runoff but at this point steve look at that generic ballot he may win it outright anyway i know of two other polls one is not public yet the other one is from more information group they also have walker up by four and the university of georgia has him carrying hispanics in georgia
4: okay hang on for a second cortez and barris on the other side in the war room Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication, and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and ensure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, sat123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone. 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only 99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat that's s a t one two three dot com sat one two three dot com slash bannon and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat one two three dot com slash bannon. Do it today. Take action. Okay, we got so much going on. Remember, this week and we're going to have wall-to-wall coverage on uh, the most important election in this hemisphere outside the United States is going to be uh, Bolsonaro and Lula, Financial Times today, The right-wing machine Bolsonaro built, okay? And this is a populist nationalist machine down in Brazil. Of course, the FT ain't happy about that. But it's predicated upon, wait for it, evangelical Christians. And in this article, which is amazing, we're going to get Tierman on at the bottom of the hour, Um, It talks about it's so powerful what Bolsonaro has built around the evangelical movement that even uh, Lula, who's a hardcore Marxist CCP uh, transnational criminal, is actually had to make inroads to try to thwart the power of the evangelical Christians in um, in uh, in Latin America. And I got to tell you, as heavily Catholic as those countries were and and, and Cortez knows this. I got to give a hat tip to the evangelical movement. It has been on fire in Latin America, and it has turned into a political force for good in Brazil. We're going to talk a lot about that. This election on Sunday, but if you're an evangelical Christian or traditional Catholic, got to go all in on Sunday for this incredible race between a hardcore atheistic criminal Marxist and uh, Lula. Uh and uh and, and Bolsonaro, who is the forces of light, and it's gonna be a this is gonna be a heavyweight title fight, all hurtling towards its conclusion. Bolsonaro, as Cortez knows, by the corporate media was down seven talk about polling, was down seventeen points, quote unquote, before the uh before the first round. So this one Tierman's gonna be on. We're gonna be covering this nonstop. This is why getter is so important because the, the the media down there is all locked up by the Supreme Court. We've got the voice of Getter and we're getting huge audiences on it so make sure you join us. Um Cortez, you've got some you've got some uh some of your great cross tabs in this USA Today poll. Give us some scoops.
3: Yeah, there's some fascinating details in here and, and by the way, just to put this in context cuz Rich Barris mentioned how uh, it is now R plus four. The Republican generic ballot is leading by four. In this same poll, it was R minus four as recently as July. So we've seen an eight point move on generic ballot. That's a massive move in just a few months. And I believe it's primarily because of inflation. And I say that. And here's my evidence to back that up, because also within this poll regarding what, what Rich mentioned about the people of the United States knowing that we are in a recession. This USA Today poll shows 66% of Americans say that we are right now in a recession or a depression. Two out of every three Americans, because they know what is happening in their own lives, Steve, they know what's happening in their bank account. They know that they can't afford things. According to Bloomberg News, one in six Americans right now is delinquent on their power bill, the most basic bill in any person's life. And they are facing, again, I'm quoting Bloomberg, a tsunami of shutoffs. That's the reality right now. And that reality, by the way, of course, is even worse for minorities. So when we talk about Hispanics rallying to the America First agenda, I'm most enthused, of course, because they're attracted uh, to our our muscular sovereignty and our economic populist nationalism. Uh, But let's be honest, too. It's also because they are suffering right now. And that is also reflected in this poll. If we look within Hispanics, within the USA Today poll, six out of 10 Hispanics say that they are forgoing or canceling vacation. Six out of 10 said that they are driving less right now. 44% of Hispanics in the USA Today poll say their top issue is the economy. You know, Hispanics, Steve, one of the things I'm really proud of of the Hispanic community is that we are the most entrepreneurial demographic by far in America. We love to start new businesses, mom and pop operations that we hope become much bigger than that. Well, Joe Biden has crushed entrepreneurialism in America. He has smashed small business. Because inflation, it's a problem for everybody, but it's its a killer for small businesses, many of whom are run by Hispanic Americans. And that's being reflected in the details of this poll. It's part of the reason why, Steve, and look, this is not my nature to just sort of gush with optimism about something that hasn't happened yet about an election that is still days away. Steve, we are going to rob. We are going to win every one of these close races, and we're going to pick off a few races that we didn't think were close. Believe me. Now, I don't want any complacency out there. Everyone needs yeah. to hustle. Everyone needs to work and pray. But believe me, it's within our grasp to have an absolute, yeah. not just wave election, a title wave election.
4: Title wave. By the way, the, the this Pennsylvania situation with the mail-in ballots, we're going to get to that. The uh, we got Cleta Mitchell on next hour. Carrie Lake. Katie Hobbs down 11 by the latest Fox poll. She's saying, oh, Carrie Lake broke into my headquarters in you know, like Watergate. Something. Carrie Lake's come up, put it on blast. We're going to show that. Barris, you're back in the field, I think in Nevada, uh, Arizona, Wisconsin. Show us a little ankle. I know these are coming out. We want to hold them to the, get the big scoops when you break them. But what's your sense that you're in the field again from the first time that you did it, sir?
5: From uh, the first time we did it, if people remember, I was showing them, you know, the margins that we had found at the time, but really focusing heavily on who was still undecided and what was their sentiment? Did they approve or disapprove of Joe Biden? What was their number one issue? Did they care about abortion or did they care about inflation? And from people, uh, you know, from you know, their recollection, they should remember this was these were people who overwhelmingly disapproved of the job Joe Biden was doing and were negative on the economy and they were voting on the economy. So uh, the results that we're going to that uh, everyone's going to see real soon shouldn't surprise anyone. And I want to just say I wanted to if I have time to just add this real quick. You know, we were talking about Bolsonaro and in Brazil and these conversions to evangelicalism. There's some traditional Catholics, Hispanic Catholics that are upset with the Catholic Church and have moved over to Protestantism. We have this effect in uh in, in the United States as well. And it Big really in Texas and Florida. Yeah. In Texas and Florida, it, it was they were like leading indicators. But now we are seeing that in states like Nevada. And really, again, I'll tell you what you call a Hispanic male working class voter in Clark County, Nevada right now. And they're going to tell you what woke what? I just don't have the, the time or the money to worry about what pronoun these people want me to use. Big time. I am not concerned with any of that stuff. I need to pay my bills. One actually pointed out that in Nevada, the inflation is double the national average. So these, these are people who – I don't know. The Democrats yeah. thought they were stupid, easily distracted. It's poetic a Big little time bit. Big stupid. But they, they took advantage – by the way, the, Demo- yep. the Democrats
4: yep. took advantage of the black community. They took advantage of the Hispanic communities, no doubt, and now they're yep. getting payback. Barris, how do people get to you? Because, brother, you are the best.
5: Getter in truth at People's Pundit, but the best place, of course, to follow me is, in, uh, uh, is at locals, peoplespundit.locals.com
4: thank you brother 90 second break if you thought the first hour was lit you ain't seen nothing yet we've got it all in the second hour of the war room be back in 90 seconds see that